In our first ever episode of Our Stories They Tell, we review the film that played a special part in the birth of this podcast, Queen and Slim. We talk about the things we like and the things we didn't quite like about the film and share our thoughts on how well we think the film represents black women. So in this game, Renee is going to try and describe the entire plot Right, of Queen and Slim in 30 seconds. Right. Cool. Let me, blimey let me geezer, bang mate. this timer out. Cool, blimey geezer, mate. <laughs> right. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, yes, yes. I don't, I'm not ready, but you know, we move. Listen, three, <laughs> three, two, one, go. So, Queen and Slim is a film that explores um, the journey between two couple, but not couple, after a very awkward and unsuccessful date. Um, they met through Tinder and they. Along the way back home, they... Um, oh, my gosh. Ah, the same. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just shouted. So, the, along the way back home, they um, enter an incident that changes the trajectory of their lives. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, success. And Daniel Kaluuya is in it, and he's amazing, and he's my favorite actor. Boom. Great. What? Okay. I think you left a few key things. <laughs> Maybe just a few things. Maybe, you know, the political themes, the social yes, themes, the person man. who actually created the film. Them man. But we move. You know, if I had more time to think it would be more poetic than that, it'd be about there's so many nuances in black love and there would be, you know. No, but we're going to get into that shortly. But yeah, they did accidentally shoot a cop. They go on the run, um, a la Bonnie and Clyde. And in the end, spoiler alert, they end up being shot dead and not getting to their final destination. Right, our first impressions. Yeah. Right, so what did you think? Walking out of the cinema, you know, what was the first thing that you said to your friends when you walked out of the cinema? Um, I went to see it with my sister, actually. Oh, okay. You're, uh, I'm guessing you're friends with your sister. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on a good day, you know. Some days, some days, she just... But, um, yeah, we went to see it together. Um, and um, the first thing I thought is just, like, nah. Nah, like the ending, nah. I wasn't happy with the ending. And just spoiler alert, we're going to talk about the film through and through. Yes. So if you like, continue to watch if you haven't listened to, if you haven't watched the film, but we're just telling you, we're going to talk about the, the yeah, film. Yeah, big so, spoilers ahead. Yeah. Big old spoilers. Yeah. Great. But um, yeah, so I went to watch my sister. I came out and I just thought, I wasn't happy with the hen- ending. Not that it wasn't done well, but I just thought like there could have been more. But it, there was more in, in Queen and Slim. There was more that I wanted to see in their journey. I feel like their journey... Why did it have to end there? Why did it have to end in such a tragic way? Why did it just have to be cut off by their lives cut off by by just such a tragic death? And I just felt like there could have been more, we could have seen more. I would have wanted a part two. Mm. Um, I would I wanted to in see Cuba. them in Cuba yeah. with their Living beautiful their babies lives. on a, oh on God. a run. You their know, beautiful dark skin babies. Are oh you kidding? my gosh! Like that's <laughs> what I I envisioned it all. And I thought you know they're gonna get away. They're gonna get away. It's not gonna. They're not. They won't die in Jesus' name. And what did they do? They died. I brought Jesus into it. Yeah. I did because I really want. I love them. I literally love. Um, so yeah, that was my that was my first question. Mm. I could talk more, but I just I would we'd be here all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine were the same as yours, really. Like I mm. thought it was a really hard hitting, like almost traumatic ending. Like it, I was like choked. I was like, oh my god, like they really she they really killed them off. They're dead. Mm. Like I was really, mm. and it kind of gave me trust issues because you know the person that did it at the end mm. was a black person, Mm-mm-mm. and 
the entire time, even though some people like were against the decisions that they made, mm. like most black people there were supporting them. Mm. They were trying to get them away from the police. Mm. And to see a black person in the film, like literally just hand it's them over. That, it's always that one, yeah. that one link on poop. Hand them over in exchange for money. Yeah. <laughs> I've just, yeah. Yeah. So the film starts with the restaurant scene. They're on their first date. They're sat together. And I feel, I feel like yeah. immediately we can see that they're like diametrically opposed. Queen, she's cold. She's really corporate. Um, mm. She's lonely. Mm. She's kind of unfriendly. She's like uninterested in him really. And she kind of just did this because she was bored and lonely. Um, but Slim, he's like mm. warm. He's trusting. He he seems really kind and he talks about his family and his religion. Yeah. And they're like literally opposite characters, aren't mm. they? And I think that's really striking in the beginning. Um, and for me, I like the fact that Queen yeah. is not that kind and she's not that welcoming. Mm. I don't know if this is, <laughs> this is a weird thing to say, but I like that that isn't framed as like m- meaning that she's undeserving of love or she's like a bad character or there's not a moralistic spin on the fact that she's really unfriendly and like cool mm. and cold. Basically. It's true. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree. I love the the opposition of both characters. I love how it was Queen that had this kind of grace and assertiveness and charge over the date. She was leading the date. It was mm-hmm. on her terms. It wasn't the guy doing dropping game, you know, trying to win um, her over I mean he was but mm-hmm. she wasn't having any of it she wasn't having it literally she was very um awkwardly honest about why she's on a date she was awkwardly honest about she's the fact that she's very a lonely person exactly she doesn't have much people around her she doesn't like much people around her and she chose him on tinder because he looks sad that like, no one says that on a first date and so all this kind of like the fact that yeah, she has very this about her but also has this mm-hmm. um kind of assertiveness and awkwardness about her you could say it's just a very nice well-rounded character that we don't usually see on mm-hmm. screen i personally think exactly yeah i like that and i like that that she is yeah. that way and i also like that she was way smarter than him from the get-go because <laughs> you don't see very often um black characters mm. being portrayed as very very intelligent i feel like sometimes nowadays in tv you can kind of see that with like olivia pope and stuff like super hyper intelligent black women but typically we're not really portrayed as smart so they drive away from this um from this restaurant and they're driving down the road and like Slim swerves a bit um, when she tries to reach for his phone and they're pulled over mm. and they're stopped by the cop, by a police officer. And I think what struck me about the scene is that there was literally no score. There was no background music or anything mm. to like, to build tension. It was, it the tension was there just mm. because they were being mm. stopped by the cop and you knew what was going to happen. And I feel like that's reflective of any kind of um, black person versus cop situation. There's or immediate tension because you know that this can immediately right. go left it was t- attention was really being created there um and the way they the way he interacted with them you could see that the police officer had immediate suspicion about them just because it was yeah. a black man and a black woman in a car with that um the fact that he was so innocent and he was so almost um well not, not always he was fearful he was he was scared um but queen mm-hmm. had this immediate mm-hmm lawyer hat on asking him about where um have you got any weapons in your car mm-hmm. like she was straight onto it and i think it's 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 normally the the, mm-hmm. the men that take a lead on this situation you know to, telling their sons like but she was on job 
she was on job. She wasn't naive. She wasn't. I don't even. Exactly. I don't even. I didn't really see any fear. I'm. I'm sure there was fear, but it was so so suppressed because she was she was exactly. pragmatic in how to get out of this situation alive. You know. It's true. Mm. Pragmatic. Exactly. That's the word. <laughs> she really was on it. So, um, as Slim is trying to de escalate the situation, she's out outside of the car telling him that he can't search his um his truck without a warrant. Blah blah blah. The situation escalates until um Queen mm. gets shot in the leg. And um, the police officer tackles um, Slim to the ground and they fight with each other until he ends up killing him, like mm. shooting him in the chest and killing him. And in that, in a snap mm. decision, they decide that they need to run away. Um, and they just make Queen their decides that they need together. to run away. He was ready to wait and to, he was standing there. Like, obviously he just shot someone. That, that's an immediate traumatic situation. Again, this pragmatism kind of kicked in with her. She was like, we need to go. He was like, we can't just leave them. She was like, are you aware mm. of the country we live in? Are you aware of the color of our skin? Are you aware of what we've exactly. just done? So, um, exactly. that's what I mean when I say mm -hmm. that she leads this relationship, this journey, this getaway. She leads, you know? Um, and maybe that's the thing where it's like, all right, like, calm down. She leads, mm -hmm. she leads. But no, it's, it's very important to highlight that, you know? We don't see it often. So, yeah. It's true. She's the one that, right. that makes them go and gets them up and gets them going. So they're, they're riding along in their car um, and they have to stop because their car, they need petrol and they get into another car and then it turns out that this is also a cop and they they stick up the cop and they take him back to their car, you know, steal his his car and go. And I think in this interaction, it was very it was very interesting because I think the film deals with police officers and police very interestingly. I don't know if I agree with with the depiction that they have of police officers. I think yes. we'll talk about that more later. But um, I think it's interesting how Queen says. Um, the sheriff isn't just being nice for being nice sakes. He's saying, oh, he's talking about his his um his son and he's talking about his that he he can help them, blah, blah, blah. But he's not just trying to be nice. He's not try do, trying to do it to help them. He's trying to do it so they can go to prison. So he can lock them up and so they can Yeah. Yeah. They can they might face a death penalty and things like that. And I think that should, uh, that's another aspect of showing how much smart smarter she is and how how um, much knowledge yeah, he has about like yeah. the American criminal justice system as a lawyer. I feel like that her profession is very much integrated with her character as well. Um, like you couldn't see her do doing any other mm -hmm, profession. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's important to know that her her career in politics in 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 the justice system is not just like a career that she does. It's not just her like nine to five or whatever. This is this is her. It's all kind of that she knows. Like, she knows this inside and out. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. She had this kind of religion, but in the in, in politics, in, in the do's and the don'ts, in the black, in the white, in all of that stuff. And that's why they contrasted and worked so well. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I have a quote here. Um, and it was, like, on the day, Slim was like, why do black people... Oh, no, it wasn't on the day. It was after the day. He was oh, like, why do black people always feel the need to be excellent? Why can't we just be ourselves? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. How... Black excellence. <laughs> Literally, how relatable. Like, is it everyday black excellent? I, excellent. Yes. I just want to sit... I'm joking. I'm joking. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, you're working as hard. Mm -hmm. I just want to sit in my onesie at home and, like, eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. I think it's because 
because of the the oppression and the history and just it's so much layers and I, I you know we're not getting into that in this podcast but because of how much we've been through as a community as a people um we always feel like we have something to prove mm-hmm. right and yeah. if we don't live like we have something to prove then our lives are not worthy or they don't have value yeah um because we've had such a um a history whereby we've we've, we've been treated like essentially trash like animals mm-hmm. we want to go to the other end of the extreme which is like queens and kings mm-hmm. I, I believe in queen and king i'm a queen you're queen you know Amen. Yes. queen of slim <laughs> <laughs> but i also believe that we sometimes we have the tendency to go to the extreme right yes. you know I, i'm not i'm not a slave anymore but i have to be yeah. i have to be up here up here up here yeah work as, and i i believe in that ethic i believe i'm not ignorant to the fact that we have to work as twice as hard i'm not ignorant that we have institutionalized racism and it's, it's real and it's perfect. i'm not ignorant mm-hmm. ignorant to those things but i do believe just as normal functioning human beings there's a lot we put on ourselves yeah we put a lot on ourselves we need to <sighs> relax like i don't you sound to... like you're doing an asmr i don't want to turn this an asmr podcast but if that helps you relax please should we just have because... a minute of breathing <laughs> no. should we not okay sister didn't want to do that but i just thought you might you guys might have had a long day you could just have a minute to breathe but honestly like the rates of high blood pressure and things in our community we just need to relax like it's not everyday excellence sometimes just be yourself sometimes a bit of normality goes a long way a bit of normality anyway that was a bit of a um, so would you say that was one of your favorite quotes from your from the film? Yeah, that was one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good I might put that as my screensaver. <laughs> yes. Yeah, quite Honestly. quite strong, quite strong, strong one. Oh, another thing I wanted to highlight is with Queen getting shot. Like she was really, she was the one that was. Well, obviously, Sim was mentally harmed by this, you know, ordeal. But she was like literally physically harmed, and I think it brings up the idea that. Uh, yeah. police brutality is not just a black man's issue i think a lot of the the time when we see police brutality in the media and stuff and even with the whole george floyd protests um you know it was a black man's death mm. by the hands of the police that, that pushed that forward and it seems that sometimes black women and black women and the the issue of police brutality with black women can be forgotten mm. by our community and i think that we see that with brianna taylor like people are really trying to say say her name because it's, it's a thing that mm. affects black women as well as black men that message to be highlighted you know that and and i think it the, mm-hmm. the, it's so relevant right now. How crazy, how relevant. Because we film... I Listen, this is why I, I believe that this is... Oh, it really this is. is this is spirit-appointed. And it, yeah, everyone's going to be like, okay, yeah. But deep it, like... We, we, we recorded the episode. We were good <laughs> with it. We, we, we that's fine. And then when we decided to bring it out, all these crazy things are happening around us. Um, and not just pertaining to the black man, but also the black woman. Well, now we're hearing this kind of... Um, fight and this kind of say her name you know what i mean with black which we never we know i don't i don't know about mm-hmm. you but i wasn't never really hearing that before even back um a few years ago with, with sandra bland and all that stuff like um not that i i wouldn't say that she was hidden or she was forgotten i, I still believe that people paid her homage and and we and we still do uh but i also thought because it was so it, it was majority black men it's so easy to forget that black women do get affected by this too and mm-hmm. we have it in in past cases what we're experiencing it now mm-hmm. but yeah yeah so this form is so relevant right now exactly so that was a very good point yeah, yeah. oh thank you <laughs>
after the whole you know dinner thing they're driving all the way down to the south and you know trying to arrive in new orleans and um we encounter the uncle and we encounter some of the only other black women that right. queen interacts with throughout the movie which is the uncle's um um his girlfriends or whatever and these are the only other black women that she like in, queen interact interacts yeah. with in the movie which i found very interesting because I was looking out for it like the second time I watched it and the movie actually only passes the Bechtel test once and if you don't know the Bechtel test is like a test that a feminist kind of test that they apply to movies um and it's basically the rules are you need two women to have a conversation a two-line exchange with each other about something other than a man and if your movie does that it passes the Bechtel test and a lot of movies fail and this movie, interestingly, interestingly wow. enough, almost failed the test. Mm. It just passed by one. And I, and I think I found it kind of disappointing that there weren't that many interactions between Queen mm. and other Black women about something other than, you know, Slim and I get what you mean. Her uncles, I understand. you know what I mean? And I, but like, I, I also counted mm-hmm. that in the fact that the narrative was literally focused on Queen and Slim. Like it wasn't, there wasn't any kind of, well, I mean, yeah, the, and other themes, but I mean, in terms of like, if we're talking about the main cast, the main cast is Queen and Slim, like there's no one else. Um, and I think with that, um, if if there was more kind of like, you know, interaction with just family and how they grew up and just more kind of like information surrounding them, we literally got, we were confronted with Queen and Slim from the day to their death. There wasn't any kind of build up to that. So that's why... I'm not mad in mm-hmm. that because I would have been like you had all this time you know to to include some of like some interactions some important you know themes with to do with mm-hmm. women but it's like it wouldn't really I don't know if it would serve the narrative or what it would do for the narrative or if it was a necessary thing just to say oh we had women you know we had this we had that I think but I think it always serves like the the fact is like it, you'll pass the Bechtel de- test if you talk about something other than a man and there were other things going on in the narrative that weren't about Slim like she had just gone on the run like they could have asked about her family oh like how does she feel about you know uplifting upping her life and like running away because technically Queen didn't actually do mm-hmm. anything wrong apart from fleeing the police like she she didn't stick up like a, a shop she didn't like um she didn't shoot anybody. She didn't even touch the gun. She just got up and, and ran because, you know, she because she did. Like, I feel like there would have been other things, other things that they could have t- touched on when they were together. Because um, India Moore's character and her did talk, like when they were talk- taking out yeah. her braids and stuff and cutting her hair. They were talking in those t- scenes, but they were talking about Slim. And I think there were other things that they could have put in there that weren't just mm. about him. Yeah, Do you understand no, what I mean? Believe me, and I think... I think the only time I really remember her talking about someone other than Slim in the film is her her mum, her relationship with her mum, you know, that that really which ball we're gonna get into mm. later. But yeah, that's a that's a yeah, that's a valid point to raise. I can't I can't contest against that because it's true. But it doesn't it doesn't disappoint me. Mm-hmm. Like it disappoints well, I don't know if disappoint's the right word, but it's okay. like it kind of uh, you know. Mm. Yeah, so um Queen so Queen and her interaction with her uncle I thought that was an interesting dynamic that they had because, you know, initially he was un- unwilling to ha- help and then eventually he gave into her, literally, mm. literally gave into her every demand and like helped the most out of any other character in the movie. And I think it was interesting, like the difference between her her and her family dynamics and, and um, mm. Slim and his family dynamics. 
Um, Do you know what I mean? What did you think about that? Yeah. I think her relationship with her uncle was, again, (laughs) she has this ability to just lead in relationships and to just know her rights. I think Mm -hmm. one of the things with, with Queen is that she never allows herself to be at the the knees of men i don't know how to like explain it she never allows herself to, to to for them to have something over her she never lets it get to that point um and we, yes. we see that with slim and we see that mm-hmm. with her uncle as well though she needs his help she's the one that's mm-hmm. taking charge so um i found that again very exactly. extraordinary True. to see this is an older man this is an uncle that has women around him that literally can call women with the click of his fingers mm-hmm. and get them to do anything for him um, and this is a young woman, you know, mm-hmm. and given that they have a very complicated history, I understand, exactly. but I even think that even without, well, no, I think that the, the fact that they do have a complicated history is what fuels even more of her, her, her stance and her, her authority. Um, but I also think That's just it. her as a character, mm-hmm. she would never allow, um, her to be belittled or her to be demeaned or her to be even instructed mm-hmm. or submissive in any way shape or form to her own uncle it's so true yeah she yeah. is like i can only aspire i can only aspire to be like that honestly but um so the, the uncle gives into her every demand and he sees her off and she they drive all the way down to um florida and i think this is an interesting it's an interesting the setting of it and the whole driving and the road trip aspect of it, it it shows that like the setting of the movie is really in the Mm. US like criminal justice system. Like they drive past chain gangs and like, and it it kind of shows like the inversion of like the slave narrative because usually runaway slaves would go from, um, Mm would go from the the south mm. right where slavery existed to the north and but in the, in this case they're going from the right. north ohio down to the south to try and escape um escape like a system of slavery that is like mm. the us criminal justice system wow and they actually make that comparison in the in the film they say um uncle earl says that you know the police he compares the police to slave catchers and i think that's like a really apt comparison because you know you know, slavery is legal in the US if you're part of the, if you're a prisoner in the US criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. And also because like the, the policing system in the US was birthed out of like literal slave patrols. Mm-hmm. So the, the comparisons between like slavery and their journey, they're really like present in the movie. And I think you can see that like in the scenery that they pass, even though it's gorgeous, it's actually like kind of like marred by, you know, little smears of like the 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 slavery that still kind of exists there today do you know what i mean Mm. does that make sense oh 100 yeah that Mm. that that's not even that goes without saying do you know what i mean oh yeah and then we arrive at one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie yeah you remember which one it is yeah it's the the club scene (laughs) it's the club scene it's their second date and Mm. they like pull in they pull into this club and i just love it so much like the music is hitting the music is hitting like, I don't know what I, I don't know what music was hitting. I don't know what music was hitting. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. I mean, it's it's not my it's not my first choice of of genre. It's, fair enough. It was like black black country rock kind of thing. Like, that sounds probably sounds really ignorant to say because I'm sure it has has an actual name. Black country rock. <laughs> <laughs> it was something. It was like rock. It was like country, but it was really black, and it was like 
it really hit for me anyway yeah um, it was cool. and they go in it was really cool and they go in and they're dancing and it was like the whole thing just felt like a breath of fresh air like a relief from the rest of the just driving and everything else like mm. the whole place it felt like a safe haven like an oasis mm. do you know what i mean um slim goes to get them drinks mm. and they interact with one of the only other black women that they show in the film which is the bartender mm. and she gives them the drinks and then she recognizes them and tells them that they're safe here mm. and i think it kind of um reflects the kind of mothering vibe that some of the other black female characters have in the in the movie yeah it's not a queen in particular she's not really that mothering um which is fine but um i feel like india moore's character they're really mothering when I, when she was taking out her hair taking yeah. out her braids and like doing her hair that was like a really mothering kind of scene yeah and also this woman saying oh you're safe here like we'll, we'll take care of you don't worry this that kind of thing like gave me really mothering vibes in a way that you know when your mom's there you can like kind of relax and everything is like okay yeah yeah and that i think that's important to know i think especially slim i think he needed that as well you know in late in the film we see that he calls his father um which mm. we won't get into but he needed that whatever that was whatever that was a reassurance or an mm -hmm. affirmation exactly. he needed that she's like hey handsome and he's like oh, oh hey auntie basically because that's that's what it is it's like that you're that black woman that that black woman that's you know in her 50s 40s she's mm -hmm. always gonna she's always gonna be your auntie you don't have to know her you don't have to it's, it's just something that black women naturally adopt older black women which is a beautiful thing in our culture it is it is it's true exactly yeah. that's exactly what it is it was like an affirmation on like a uh it's okay kind of thing yeah um and then i think in this scene we can also see them like actually starting to like each other a bit like before yeah. this they were <laughs> exactly before this they were like always butting heads over something right and in this scene i feel like they kind of like started to vibe right yeah, I do think they started to vibe. I think that, it, it, and the only reason why they started to vibe was because Queen allowed it to. She, Queen allowed the vibe. She agreed to the date. <laughs> and I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to have this thing like, no, but you're right. But we have to look at the, the, the facts and the statistics, bro. It's there. Like, mm -hmm. Queen was the one that allowed the vibe to happen. She's the one that agreed to this second date. Um, she's the one that uh, agreed to dancing with him. She's the one mm -hmm. that was letting loose literally physically in front of him as well. And even still keeping exactly. her like, don't touch like, you know, certain areas. Exactly. So we can see that she was the one calling the shots. The vibe was started and was birthed because Queen gave him permission to and that's a big thing not because old queen is a woman of authority yes 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 click fingers mm -hmm. no i'm saying that this woman has gone through i think a history of where men have let her down exactly and for her exactly. to allow that von to, to, to be vulnerable is a very important thing that we can't overlook not in the name of mm -hmm. oh yeah independent woman but also let's recognize that there's probably a lot of things that she's been through that's mm -hmm. that makes this moment so precious Exactly, it's true. It's true, and just she's finally like starting to let her guard down a bit, mm. and it literally took them going on the run together to do that. <laughs> you, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? Literally, like, yeah. Not for not she for the fact that you know he shot a police officer for you. Like, <laughs> for you, I'm dead. So Yeah, so they leave the they leave the um, bar and the club scene, unfortunately, and they drive down and they get have car trouble, um, and they drive into another place and we meet these two new characters, which is Junior and Junior's dad. Um, and Junior Junior's dad has a very interesting 
frame of reference towards Queen and Slim. He's not, he doesn't like them like the other pe- people they encountered on the way here. Like mm. a lot of people were like, oh, you guys are the new Black Panthers, Power of the People, you know, that other <laughs> um, father-son duo. Yeah. But um, Junior's dad is like the complete opposite. He doesn't like them immediately. He tells them that you're giving, you're giving them a license to kill us. Um, mm. And it kind of goes with that, you know, don't give them an excuse mentality that I feel like a lot of older generation Black people tend to have mm. towards racism yeah and it's this approach is i like the fact that they included it in there because a lot of older generation do actually have this like mentality and this approach to racism mm. that you can you, that you can somehow do something to mitigate the amount of racism that you receive upon yourself mm. but in actuality like even if we do everything that the oppressive forces want us to do, even if we do everything to try and avoid, somehow avoid racism, mm. they will move the goalpost. <laughs> like mm. it's, it's, wow. it can adapt. Mm. Like white supremacy and racism can adapt mm. so that so that black people are demonized no matter what you do. Do you know what I mean? Word. And it doesn't matter what what we can't do anything apart from dismantle the system. And I think that is if you believe that it's kind of com- a comfort for yourself, mm. do you know what I mean? That you can somehow avoid having a racist situation thrust upon yourself. Mm. It, it, it sounds comforting, but in actuality you can't because they will choose to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So until we dismantle the system, there's nothing we as an individual can do to avoid it. Yeah. 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 It's uh, like, it's, it's bigger than just, you know, being, um, obedient and being silent and nodding Mm -hmm. and saying yes sir and no sir Mm -hmm. it's it's bigger than that I think is what you know you're highlighting there which is which is true do you know what I mean um and then Junior is like has the complete opposite approach Hmm. like he he is saying he is like actively seeking martyrdom he wants to be he says he wants to be immortal and you know thinks about himself dying and you know the effects of that police brutality could happen to him which is like a burden that like a lot of black men face in the in the u.s and like in the uk too yeah that they it could happen to them anytime right yeah do you know what i mean and if you're faced with that kind of questioning your mortality you have to also think about the fact that you know like what am i gonna have left that was my favorite scene really listen (laughs) Out of really? the whole film, and no, it was really hard to find because I asked, I asked Amara this week, you know, pick your favorite scene. That was my favorite scene. It was mm-hmm. that, or there was one where she, well, the scene where she actually goes to her uncle's house and she shaves her hair, and you, you see the whole thing where she's walking through the corridor and she uh-huh. enters the room. That whole thing where he's like, you know, having this crisis in his head, like looking at himself in yeah. the mirror. I, that was one of my favorite scenes as well. Really, um, but. I had to pick this one because there was just something so beautiful about this young boy opening up about, and him and and almost his innocence about like, almost him thinking that he can be this superhero. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, baby boy is, is bigger than a superhero thing. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is, this is not a superhero thing. This is life or death. This is survival. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see um, how he says, I want to be immortal. And then queen, her responses, how they how they actually challenge Slim's responses. So he was saying, Yeah, like I kinda like I like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I'd rather live. <laughs> I'd rather live, literally. <laughs> I was like, what a word. Yeah. No, I was I'd like, say it, sis. I'd rather live. Literally. You know, she wasn't kind of 
you know, feeding into this romantic idea of being this superhero and dying for a cause. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of my favorite scenes. That's very true. That's a good, a good point to point out. It's true. And I was most definitely on Queen's side. Oh, 100%. Listen, I'd rather live. I would. Like, I don't need to die for a cause. Mm. Like, but I understand where he, he gets that idea from. Yeah. The whole thing brings to the forefront, like, questions of mortality and some people want to be like immortalized in a big way and some people just want their family to remember them yeah she was like as long as your family remembers you that's all that matters period i agree with that and i've and also just to add on i love the whole kind of cinematography of of that scene you know mm-hmm. kind of the, yes. the 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 blue undertones the coldness the yeah. but coldness that that's met with warmth because we have this kind of wide shot of this boy looking at this vast ocean and you know this mm-hmm. legacy that he wants to leave and then you have queen and slim kind of squatted behind you know but they're mm-hmm. two opposite opinions about what is life what is legacy so that was a beautifully exactly. composing that was a really good shot it's true it's true yeah. and I, I wrote down that melina masukas has cinematography it's it's so beautiful oh and i think gosh. it's so good and like she was the one who um directed the formation beyonce's formation um you know album and stuff like that and i feel like you can see that you know in the in the way that they don't talk the actors don't talk but you can hear what they're saying to each other in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I could definitely see her influence there, like, how this is what they're thinking, and but you're seeing their facial expressions and how how um, much they believe what they're saying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know when you know that, I don't know if, you know, directors have this language or this, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, exactly. you can definitely see her voice, not to kind of box her in a place, but you can definitely see her style, which is nice to see. And it, and I think this was her first feature film. So for her to do that and kill it, mm-hmm. girl, yeah. I stand. <laughs> Me too. So yeah, after this, they drive, they get their car fixed, they drive away and they're driving away. And um, I think Queen is kind of thinking about like her legacy and her family and what she said, like, as long as your family remembers you and she does a little screw screw and like reverses and goes back towards the graveyard. Um, She obviously had a very intimate and strong relationship with her mom. Um, I don't know. She doesn't really disclose that much of how her mm -hmm. and her mom relationship was like but we see that she obviously held her very dear near to her heart like you would have any mother but you know with with queen we never really see her vulnerable so we know that this relationship with her mom meant a lot to her Um, exactly to see her kind of halfway through the journey you know i don't know if it's halfway through the journey but near the latter end of the journey we can see that she's been the strong one she's been the one that's taken the lead she's been the one that's been pragmatic and i feel like she just needed to have this unleash where like I want my mom <laughs> like I want to mm-hmm. be able to to talk to my mom to communicate with my mom mom what do I do I am in deep poo you know what I mean like exactly she really was crap it's true. you know and you always go yeah. your mom is your always first point of contact for many of us your first mm-hmm. point of contact is your mom so for her not to have that and to have, for her to also you know have this leadership role that she's you know she so often finds herself mm-hmm. in it was very kind of sad 
it was it was really sad and yeah it's true it's like a communication with her family because slim got to talk to his father on the phone mm. um where they were almost caught you know with the with the whole recording thing yeah. and he dropped the phone really quickly mm-hmm. and he ha- gets this um he has this closeness with him already and he really you know really wants to be in contact with them but the only way she can do it like this is her turn to do it and she can't even really do it fully because you know she's dead mm. like mm. it wasn't really sad sad scene and it was like that another another time that we see her being her becoming more vulnerable and her and her letting her guard down again yeah yeah 100%. yeah and then immediately after we see some more vulnerability <laughs> oh we see vulnerability to from the from the bottom of from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet <laughs> we see vulnerability yeah um in the sex scene woof wow that was that was a sex scene and a half. Yeah. I think that's one of the most... I don't even want to call it explicit because it was explicit as in that like we saw everything. But it was the most realistic one. Is it realistic? I don't, I don't know if that's know. realistic. I feel I like it was what, very... What was it about it that I just can't like... I don't know. It was... If... It, just <laughs> felt, true. it just felt we'll very... It felt very invasive. I don't, don't know if I'd say invasive, but we were all up in it. I see what you, you so, mean. So we what, were all up in okay, it. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, we're all up in it. Maybe that's a better way to put it than invasive because invasive is like, invasive. They're like you're asking for it. <laughs> exactly, like as if we, it was we were there without their consent. Yeah. But like we, it was very, <laughs> we were, it was we hella bought the ticket. We knew what we were exactly. Do. We bought a ticket for God's sake. <laughs> but yeah, go on. Sorry, we, it was very intimate. Yeah, I think that's the right word. Yeah, it was very intimate. We were like right there. Like, yeah, it was very in your face. That sex scene. Yeah, which but then. The thing about it was, it was intercut with like Junior, you know, going to a protest, you know, walking up to the front line, looking very, very, you know, frustrated and angry, mm. walking, running away from tear gas, yeah, and like turning around and like shooting a cop in the face, and it was like it was a black cop, which I found interesting as well, mm. um, and literally shooting a cop in the face. Like, oh, what did you think? I don't have any words for Junior because I really, I loved Junior. I loved, I mean, he, he wasn't a main character, but it doesn't matter. He's, he's, he, the, 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 I know we're not, we're not looking at, at black men, but Junior's character is important in, in the whole kind of, what is this, what is the political message? What is the, what what is this film trying to say? And I remember mm. when I was watching one of like kind of the interviews um for, for Queen and Slim, someone said someone who worked as a as a crew member was saying that Queen and Slim was a love letter to the community. And I'm like, a love letter? You don't see that boy get you know, you didn't see that whole <laughs> thing? Like <laughs> a love letter, but it is. It actually is. I tell you why, because can you see that in Junior's camp character though? Can you see the love letter there? I don't I don't really see it. Not in that specific scene, but holistically, when we're looking at the whole film. Yeah, because we if if we start taking sections of the film, we could be like, oh yeah, we can there's there's easy, easy arguments to make that oh, it doesn't seem like a love letter, but it is Mm -hmm. because it's actually speaking to the future of um um the African American community and and where Mm. where we're going. Um Mm. in not only just for you know us you know for the millennials not only for for the old folks but for people who are are young and who are ready and charged and politically charged to do their thing there's there's also Mm. this kind of like humbling like 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 it's almost like they're humbling them like listen like i get it and you have all this kind of young energy and this kind of like proactive energy in you 
But mm. these are the consequences when we don't ha- when we don't manage our children, when we don't have these conversations, when we don't. Um, I don't. I don't know what what went wrong with Junior. If that makes if that makes sense, I don't know what his mm. dad didn't do or what he did do that made him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I don't always kind of lay on the the, the parent or or the mm. or the guardian, but I will say that it's important to note that the young people, like the very young people, as young as junior, are very important in this conversation. And sometimes we can just, you know, tell them, you know, when a police officer does this, 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 this they know all of that, but there's more conversations mm-hmm. other than that to be had than just what yeah. to say to a police officer. It's about their own it's emotions, true. the things that are brewing in them, how they view white people, how they view black people, um, any kind of self-hatred complex that is building in them that needs to also be discussed rather than just what not to say and what to say to a police officer. That's a very good point. It's true. And I think I think you're right in the in the bringing up the the parents angle, not that, you know, all parents are doing mm. something, but Junior's dad in particular, like maybe that it's a commentary commentary on that as in mm. like that particular view will not like breed good results because you know his dad thinks that you know you can avoid racism if you just you know do the right thing and don't give them a license don't give them the opportunity but like this is obviously not internalized within junior he obviously knows more that it's more nuanced than that do you know yes so i think that is a good point to be fair um i didn't like it (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah you tell you tell us about you 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 talk to us sis i don't know i just didn't i think don't think it was necessary i was just like why Mm. sad i was just like why like what's the point mm. why why did he have to shoot why did he have to shoot him why in particular was it a black police officer that he shot like why why did this happen and i, I no i don't think i understand i don't think i fully i don't either grasp grasp what the intention was there listen i really need to write um, a lengthy letter to lean away that i just want that. <laughs> please please answer we are we are fans of your film please just answer these questions but i mm-hmm. i don't i don't understand that either i genuinely don't and there's there's a political there's a political message throughout the film but there is a very specific political message to why junior killed a black police officer and his relationship exactly. with his dad all these kind of like weird kind of connections like there is do you know what i mean mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, no, and I, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you the answer. We've had quite a lot of answers and viewpoints on different things, but we, the, this is a massive question mark to me as well. It's a big question mark there, right there in the middle of the film. And, and the people that I've talked to about it too, they're like, oh yeah, I really like the film, but why did Junior shoot that police officer? Like, that was unnecessary. Right. And I was like, I so agree. you're not the only like, one. Most, okay. I'm not the only one. Like, it, I didn't get it. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was a big question. Mark. That is a big question mark. <laughs> it's a big question mark for me. But I think the uh, the intercutting between the sex scene and Junior um killing that police officer, I think to me that highlighted the detachment that they had from their own legacy. Like whether we like it or not, like them coming to visit kind of influenced Junior, like and fueled his anger and his frustration. Yeah. You know, he actually saw them in real life, but they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what their influence is going to be, and it it kind of shows like how you know you don't know what people are going to take away from what you're doing and you have no control over that such an amazing point that is a very amazing point and i say that because it's a it's a moral message as well queen and slim are not Mm. just these this is not just these idols these are not these perfect you know badass characters this is that's not it but these are people that made decisions that had consequences and that left an impact in a community and not just a one person, mm-hmm. a community, communities. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, and I love the fact that that was highlighted. Like it wasn't just, Oh yeah, everyone's going to, you know, 
protest and it's gonna, they're going to have results and, you know, the justice system is going to have small little changes and it's going to be victories and parties and yet, no, 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 no. These have, it's like when, you, when you're trying to do the right thing as well, when you're trying to survive, you, your actions have consequences. There's just so many things that they, they, they just packed in that film that yeah. is so incredible. Like, I, I actually think that film is actually oscar worthy like i know that sounds like okay yeah but like you you have to understand the amount of like things they they, they put in that film and they didn't do mm. it explicitly they just done it in just the, the conversations and the characters and the and like the underlying like the subtext of of, of what they were exactly they just, subtext. you know what i mean and i'm just like mm-hmm. wow so yeah i don't want to ramble on but yeah that's such a very good point that there was a moral message in Queen and Slim's Legacy. They weren't just these incredible, wicked people mm-hmm. that were like the, the next Bonnie and Clyde. They were people who whose actions led to consequences that impacted the community, communities, yeah. you know? Yeah. And individuals as well. Exactly. And individuals, yeah. Oh, I was going to comment on the tear gas and, as well. Like, you know, the protest and how everybody was getting really hyped. It was... It, watching it now, like in the climate that we're in, with the George George Floyd protest still ongoing, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's true that the tear gas was very, you know, definitely realistic. Like they're using tear gas on us r- literally right now. Mm-hmm. And I, in my head, I remember thinking, oh, but they're missing the rubber bullets, mm-hmm. which I was like, that's a very dark thought, mm-hmm. but it's actually true. Like they're literally shoot- shooting them. It's it's even worse than we thought. Like it's not just tear gas that they're using to disperse these these crowds they're literally shooting them with with bullets covered in rubber they're not just rubber bullets they're like bullets covered in rubber and i think like it it's it highlights how apt the film is uh, like how important the film is right now Mm. um and how connected it is to everything that's going Mm. on but then it also shows how it can be even worse than what we thought Mm. the reality can be even worse than what we thought it was going to be they're driving down they drive to that white couple's house um and they finally make it to florida they drive to that white couple's house the white woman is is not really into them being here you know she's blaming them for the whole junior thing they get raided by the police Mm. they hide under the bed and then wake get up a few days later or how many hours later jump out of the window queen breaks her or dislocates her shoulder um and then they run to the a gar- garage, mm-hmm. find a car, a hot wiring a car. And meanwhile, outside, there's another black police officer. Mm. And he's talking to his white colleague. Um, and he's like, I heard something. And the white guy's like, no, you didn't hear anything. Like, it's just a deal or something. And he's like, no, I'm going to go check it out. He goes around. You know, the scene's very tense. Is he going to find them? Is he not? He opens the garage door. Queen and Slim are there, like deer in headlights, like looking up at the, the, um, the policeman. And he just waves them through. What did you think of that scene? I know what you think. <laughs> I, I thought, um, yeah, because if I'm going to talk like, obviously, realistically, wouldn't happen. I don't think that would happen. I think it it, it, it was to serve the narrative a bit. But I think I can't help but think this message is so, this film is so politically charged and packed that there was something that Lena Wave and Melina Masukas were trying to say in allowing the black man to just let them go. Um, mm. Is it that all black police officers are not that bad? Is it that some black, black police officers are, uh, they're still promising ones there? 
Or is it just to add the narrative so they can get to Cuba? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, you know what? I think it was. Well, I'm just gonna say what I think. I think. I think it was. It was an interesting choice, and she makes very interesting choices with the 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 police officers that they that she chooses to be good and which ones that, that she chooses to be bad mm. because you know the the first police officer is a white guy who sh- who they end up killing mm. the second police officer is also white but he's you know benign he doesn't really do anything mm. and then the third one who gets shot by junior who is very very kind he's trying to de-escalate the situation he's like i don't want to have to arrest you gets shot in the head mm. you know the the fourth one he is also black and he let them go like fully just you know completely just lets them go mm. and i think it's interesting and i think there's the overt message there is that black police officers are not part of it if we take the film as a microcosm it's like the black police officers are not part of the problem and i think that's problematic mm. <laughs> if we take the film as a microcosm yeah. the the black police officers that they showed us are they show them as good okay yeah yeah that's, and that's i just facts. think that is facts exactly yeah. and i just think that's unrealistic okay like some black police officers can be just as bad if not worse than their white counterparts and can think the same thing because they have internalized racism mm. and not only that i feel like just because some cops are okay or helpful doesn't mean that the police as an institution is not to blame for what happened to kuna slim and it's not to blame for the whole police brutality framework in general. Mm. And I think it was weird to me that need to place in these police officers that weren't, you know, mm. good. Like, that. oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Like trying to remind us that not all cops, not all cops. And I feel like that's besides mm. the point. This would have never happened in the first place if the police as an institution mm. wasn't racist. Yeah. And I, th- I think, yeah. So I think that if they were trying to show that um let's say that they were trying to show which it seems like they are um trying to show that uh, not all police officers are bad or you know they're not they're not all you know down like down to just kill off the the black people african americans um i don't know i don't know if they kind of foresaw the the consequence of putting that message out there um only because i, I know I, I this this film is powerful you know cinema is very powerful so you know, people can walk out that film and think, oh, you know what, is that, it's true, like, our black police officers, they're calm, you know, what's the problem? It's the white police officers, you know, you know, they're the issues kind of thing, and that's not the case. So I think that um, part of it is acknowledging that there is a kind of, uh, there's mm. a problem, it's problematic um, to put out a message of mm. black police officers being kind, or only showing black police police officers to be kind and to be compassionate and to be understanding when there are a host of black, black police officers who have been potentially brainwashed who have um kind of internalized this hatred towards their own skin and their own people mm-hmm. um and a number of things so yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah I, i'm just I, i'm just wary of of literal propaganda like of showing cops as you know good people oh no this one isn't that bad though like oh i know we're showing that there was them as you know killing black people and police brutality but these ones aren't that bad some of them aren't that bad i'm wary of that kind of idea that mm, we should mm, in some way mm, you know keep mm, in mind no, that they're not all bad yeah. it doesn't matter if two of them are yeah. not bad when the rest of them are killing us <laughs> when i saw that scene i was like okay fine and i think i had to just like jump over that in my yeah. head we have to challenge these things why why are we why why did they choose to portray the black police officers and what messages are mm. sending out to people
yeah, they get out of there and then they jump in with this black guy that he sends them to who supposedly has a plane and he drives them to um the the hangar he gives them some weed to smoke he was like come on it could be like your last time ever i think he says that something along those lines mm. and he drops them off mm. and as he's driving away police cars pull up as they're walking towards the, the plane police cars pull up mm. they say their last goodbyes they say speeches to each other and they're shot to death by the police and die mm. queen is shot first which literally destroys slim yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. He's... She's shot first, and she's shot by a white police police woman. Is she? Interestingly, look yes. at you doing your analysis. <laughs> wow, English student. You don't even do English. I though. Do Politics English. And, Listen, and Spanish. I took one course, one English course, and now I think I'm an English student. Like, mm. sue me. Mm. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna I'm not do, do, do Shoot me, but like in this context, oh, no, I'm no, definitely not that. saying that. <laughs> yeah, but um. So my thoughts with that scene mm. is that um obviously very devastating. You know, very, very devastating. I really wanted them to make it. Um, and I really felt every bit of emotion, every bit of that churn in their stomach and, like, their nerves go on a high. I just felt mm-hmm. everything, like, their, their, them shaking. I just I just could feel it. Because you just, you have to put yourself in that position. You're going to, you, you believe you're going to Cuba. You're literally a few steps away and you hear Nino Nino. Nah, like <laughs> absolutely taking the mix. So, I, I think that scene was, yeah, I think it was the it was it it served what it it done what it was meant to do, which was to just completely devastate us and completely bring us back into reality, um, and mm-hmm. kind of end our journey with Queen and Slim. You know, we we were, we were taken on a journey as much as they were on a journey, and we had to mm-hmm. kind of it was a journey that was um that had to to end because that is the reality of the climate that they're living in you know black, the black people that try to subvert should i say or overthrow um authority they will they, they don't they don't win yeah it was it was definitely that all of that i felt it i felt it deeply i was like they were so close it was I was actually filled with frustration. I was like they were so they were so close they were like meters away from getting away with getting away and it just did not come to pass and I think on this viewing that I just have had um recently I was thinking about um Get Out and you know in Get Out it with Jordan Peele the ending um in the ending of it he he gets approached by a police car but then it's his mm. friend and then he gets away with it fine and it's like it, the movie ends but it, originally he was writing it during the Obama era and originally he wrote it as um mm. he gets done for it like he goes to jail and he, the, the reason that jordan peele changed it is because he was like during the obama era when everybody thought it was like a post-racial i'm putting this in quotes quotes by the way post-racial area like there, there was no more racism because they had a black president he wanted mm. to highlight the fact that you know racism still did exist do you know what i mean um but like he changed it like to release it in the trump era because mm. like we needed some kind of relief like we've been through enough like there's no need to show us again like give us a break literally like there's no need to show us again that you know we can be incarcerated for things like this because we know (laughs) like we know um and I, I can't help but think, like, couldn't Belina Matsukas please mm. just do the same thing? Like, give us a break. <laughs> like, we know, we know that in reality, you know, they would be shot by the police and and they would die and they would never make it to Cuba. But can you not just give us a bit of escapism? 
I think it's a love letter mm-hmm. in that it shows us the power of us as a, as a people, you know, as, as, as um, it shows us the, the beauty of us, but it also, it, it, won't, it would do a disservice to us if it was to um, portray our struggle in such a way that's kind of romantic and fairy tale when that is not the truth of what we go through. Because it's not, it's, dis- it's not Why true. is it a disservice? But it's a film. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a film, yeah, yeah. Like, we know it's not true. Do you know what I mean? Like, they could have they could have covered the lens with, like, some stardust and make it seem like a dream. Or, you know, show Queen going to sleep and then, like, made it somehow transition into, like, her <laughs> dream of them going to Cuba. I just, think I didn't do that. Like, I would have taken le- anything. <laughs> but um, I was going to say something. Like, it's a love letter to the community because... It, it pays homage to those who have had a journey similar to Queen and Slim, like Queen and Slim. And it's and there's no it's similar in that, you know, obviously they haven't been doing this whole run Bonnie and Clyde getaway kind of thing. But as in like they have been um, killed, they mm. have been damaged, they have been tormented by the hands of um, the justice system in America and, and the way and police officers maltreatment. Um, and it's a love letter in that it could be seen as a love letter, not that, oh, it should be this romantic, amazing, you know, fulfilling, nice ending, but it should pay homage to those oh, who have been through that. I, I find it interesting that you bring bring up the paying homage thing, like, um, because there was an, an African-American, like, freedom fighter or political activist called Asata Shakur, which they mentioned in the movie, who did in fact shoot, I think, and kill, allegedly, shoot and kill a state trooper. And she went to Cuba and is in like political like asylum in Cuba. And she has been since like the sixties. And like, she literally like did that and went to Cuba and like has to live there now because she's wanted by the FBI. So in that way, could they not have paid homage and like, Mm, they you could know, have let them There's go away? why they chose not to. And I'm sure, I'm sure that, that lean away then, Melina Masukas have been asked this, like, why did y'all do that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they have, exactly, um, yeah. There's definitely, there's, there's, yeah, there's a hundred like reasons why they could have changed the narrative and, and allowed them to break through, and there's a hundred reasons why they had to, it had to be the way it was. Um, but I think, I, I resonate more with them dying. And I don't know if it's because I'm a sucker for, like, you know. Really? Yeah, I, I think... I think I get what you mean. Would we have had this much to talk right, say about right. it if they had just gone off into the sunset? Yeah. And then, anything else? Did you have anything else to add? To like no, I think I think Daniel Kaluuya is my favorite actor, and he'll always be. <laughs> yeah. I always, <laughs> okay. I was gonna add, you know, the last. I mean, really, the last scenes were of um, everyone kind of paying tribute to to Queen and Slim, and I think that was that kind of, again, brought that community mm-hmm. reality um, intimate feel to the film, that this is mm. this is really a letter to the community, to our, to, the, to African-Americans, you know, to black people, you know? Yeah, 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 I agree. The last few scenes of the movie were, were really good. And it did, it was like a commentary on their legacy and like what they left behind. And it, like, it wasn't all just for nothing. Like mm. they mm-hmm. impacted in some way. So the, the cinematography was amazing from the different kind of landscapes they had of the, the, the city they were in. Oh yeah, and of the um, South, like going from Ohio, which 
correct me if I'm wrong, is that high up? I'm, listen, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I mean, I got a B geography and GCSE, but you're asking the wrong I person. I think that's like middle, if not high. Mm-hmm. I'd be North America. Mm-hmm. Wait till people come for your next. They will. Well, actually, uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> listen, yeah. I, I've been to America twice. So, so she's basically American. <laughs> okay. So like from the cinematography from them going from like the city and the cold up north to yeah. like it being warm in mm. Florida and like the south and like New Orleans being so rich and like green vibrant, and vibrant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. beautiful! It was beautiful. It was really beautiful, and I never got bored of seeing the transitioning of their journey in mm. just just the journey in the car mm-hmm. as a staple. Yeah, was beautiful. Yeah, it because. Was. It can be very boring to see that consistently and to see, oh, you know, it literally, majority of the film took place of them interacting in the car. Yeah, it's true. And she nailed it perfectly. Yeah, she did. So the cinematography was A1, the colour palette was beautiful. Yeah. They knew how to really make black people look beautiful, even mm-hmm. though we were, already, we were already beautiful. But you know? some people don't know how to shoot us. Right. Yeah. And she was, and she, like, she was trying to come, she was trying to make a point that, yeah. look, it is possible. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so let's just do our final thoughts on the representation of black women in general like what did you think like overall I, I, it's representation i would change black that women. to the representation, <laughs> the representation of black a black woman um i would say that the representation yeah, of yeah. black women is the representation mm-hmm. of a black woman who um was gracious mm-hmm. who was regal yeah regal who was she said no i like it yeah yep, no do it she was uh <laughs> thoughtful vulnerable there are so many adjectives mm. i can go through um mm-hmm. she was a well-rounded character that i have never mm. seen before <laughs> on screen um and so thank you lena wade and thank you melina masukas for um directing queen to be like this and writing queen to be like this because we we done needed that um but yeah i think my friend thoughts is that i love the authority and the leadership that this particular black woman adopted in the film like that's that's all i can say because i'm so used to seeing mm-hmm. the black man take the lead i'm so used to it being that's the thing it, it subverted my expectation because i thought it was just about black love and it wasn't about that at all we saw they had that that, that i mean yes mm-hmm. it was about that but it wasn't about that at the same time and it was i'm so happy that it just wasn't centered around queen just you know yeah. oh yeah. slim i need you it took it took a while for us to see that that he, he needed, her. needed her thank <laughs> you and so that's and that's on that hmm. i have nothing else to say yes that's very true i i completely agree like i like i like seeing the character development in her like going from somebody that was kind of cold you know jaded unfriendly um <laughs> which is fine like you don't have to be friendly <laughs> Um, but you know her letting her guard down slowly slowly until like at the end when they were driving down that one long road and she's like hanging Mm. out of the window and like being her carefree self like I liked that kind of development of that but still keeping her super smart super intelligent like kind of authoritative character that she had do you know what I mean? I like the, the, the combination of the two because you, you don't have mm. to be just one or the other. You can be both and you can be everything. And I think, yeah, in terms of Queen, I think they did a really good job in her character and portraying Black women in her character. I think the only thing I would say is, I said it before anyway, is I don't mm. think she interacted. She could have interacted with some more Black women and talked about something other mm. than um, Slim or Uncle Earl for me. I think it would have been interesting to see what they advice they would have given her and mm-hmm. what she would have said about her mm-hmm. own situation and why she was doing this. Um, 
and that kind of exchange with other black women but in terms of queen as a character i think that was a really good job mm. at. but yeah no. <laughs> i think queen and slim is amazing if you haven't gone, <laughs> if you haven't gone to see to see queen and slim you should definitely go and watch it i know you can rent it on youtube um it's well I, i'm just waiting for it to be put out on netflix but i'm just thinking it's mm-hmm. actually it's actually a very recent film so i definitely think it's worth watching and it's worth watching it in quality like that's my personal opinion like you the first time you watching it shouldn't be just on this like weird website it should pay homage to that to to, to lena way then melina masukas and all of the amazing cast and crew that that's yes. a beautiful story that deserves every bit of our coins <laughs> 